Welcome to Coffee and Capital, brought to you today by Two Smith IQ and Two Smith Capital. Now here's your host, Two Smith CEO Jeremy Smith. Hello, everybody. Episode seventeen. This episode today is something different from the norm. We spent the whole season talking about SBA. We spent the whole season talking about real estate. We spent the whole season talking about what roles are, how people have influenced it. But today's episode, episode 17, we're going to talk about the role of fintech. Fintech is this concept, how we use technology to streamline creative ways to put financing for business owners, small business, commercial businesses. So today I got an unbelievable guest today. One of the CEOs of Lindica, Jared, is in the house. What's up, Copy Capital? Love the intro song, man. I, I don't know where you got that, but love it. Great to be here. Uh, excited to talk FinTech, excited to talk Capital, excited to dive into it. Cool. So the reason we have Jared, and who's the CEO and founder of Lindica, there's just a different way that might work for some businesses that can't do traditional capital. And I want to dive into how FinTech actually works for there. So on today's episode, we're just going to talk about how it works, what's going on. And I want to step aside real quick. And Jared, can you tell the listening viewers a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Yeah, happy to do it. So I got started possibly in the same way that a lot of people in the FinTech space got started. Uh, I got started in finance. So my background is that it is in private credit and I worked at a private credit hedge fund. And what we did, a possibly interesting uh, just background, what we did was we used different types of data. This was at the hedge fund. We used different types of data to make credit decisions in consumer loans and small business loans. And we'll dive in, I think, throughout the, throughout the conversation of what that data is, why it's important, why banks don't necessarily use it. But we'll start with just a high level. We, we use these alternative sources of data to try and help people who have a really hard time getting access to capital get a loan. This could be lots of different groups. This is in small business. In general, small businesses have a hard time getting capital. In the consumer space, there are people that you know, we would call them thin credit profiles, people that don't have a lot of experience in for example, they may not have a track record with experience. They, their FICO score cool. is relatively low. Maybe they just moved to the country. And so we would use different sources of data to try and get them affordable capital. And cool. That's why I started Lendica to do it on a, a larger level. Awesome. So can you give the, the listening crowd over at Copy Capital, who's currently following us now, can you briefly tell them what is Lendica? Yes. So Lendica is what's called a tech-enabled lender. And so what we do is we collect or or we offer small business loans to businesses in retail, businesses in manufacturing and distributing, cultivators, all sorts of different types of businesses, pharmacies, liquor stores, anyone who has revenue somewhere between a million dollars and 50 million. That's typically who we serve. And we have a new form of giving them access to capital through what's called a embedded finance. And really all that means, it's kind of a fancy way of saying, we're going to collect the data 
about the business from what's called a commerce platform. And we're going to use that to make a faster and what we think a smarter decision in the small business. And all that means is small businesses can get a loan uh, a lot quicker than a bank and they can get it a lot affordab- more affordably uh, than, what it, than what exists out there. So that's what Lindica does. In cool. So just to kind of like bring it all back, I mean, you worked at a hedge fund, you, you're, you're the financial guy, and then you basically like, hey, I got this new world mission. Like Jeremy and Smith, I'm Jared over at Lenica. We want to like help small business America. Let's get rid of all this extra paperwork. Let's bring a little tech in and then let's streamline this process to get cash, right? Couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly right. Cool. So with that being said, what data points or what softwares such a small business need to be plugged into to work for Lindica? Great question. So I think what would be really interesting to talk about today is let's touch on the types of data that we're going to look at. Sometimes data is a little bit of a scary word. Who is this group? Why are they touching my data? Is it safe? So let's talk a little bit about data. And then I think it'd be really cool and... I'll, I'll leave it on you. I think this would be cool too. To talk a little bit about how does it work on the back end? What I mean by that is customers of ours are just going to see Lendica's application. They're going to connect some data systems and they're going to instantly get a loan. And so that seems really easy to the customer. But what happens on the back end is actually really complicated. And so I think it'd be kind of cool to break down exactly how that works. Using Uber as an example. Uh, because that's really what a lot of small business fintech lenders do. They're kind of like Uber. Uh, the only difference is instead of connecting people with cars, we're connecting businesses. So yeah. when you say you look at data points, are we talking about like QuickBooks? Are we talking about bank accounts? Are we talking about like their, their login with Plaid, the login with QuickBooks, the login with JP Morgan Chase, Bank America? Like what other like, logins makes it easy for you to say, hey, you know what? I verified cash flow. Hey, you know what? I've checked the credit. Hey, you know what? I've looked at these necessary parameters and boom, here's fifty thousand dollars. Like, can you can you give the listeners a quick little gist of like, all right, hey, you're gonna apply to Lenica. We're a fintech lender. We're a different source. We don't really care about the minutia, all this paperwork. We want to say, hey, give us access to this, 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 A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Cool. Once we review that, we want to do it long. So can you kind of touch on like if I'm a borrower and I'm coming to your website, is it golindica.com, right? So That's exactly right, yeah. Awesome. So I'm a small business. I'm coming to golindica, golindica.com. I'm pissed off at my bank. I don't care about any other stuff. I want my decision down. I want to know if I'm lendable. And I've heard Jerry, he's awesome. How does this work for the average borrower who doesn't want to be boggled down by all the minutia of all these paperwork and documents? The process is really simple. You come to the website, you fill out just your basic information, the name of the business, who's the owner, High-level information. And then the reason why it's so simple is we're going to look at three things. Really, you need two, but in a 
perfect world, we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at your bank. So you're going to connect your bank using this thing called Plaid, which a lot of people who are listening probably know. It's just going to collect all of the bank transaction data, read-only bank transaction data. What are you spending? What money is coming in the door every month? What are the bank balances? This kind of stuff. We're then going to look at QuickBooks or Zero. So we're going to look at QuickBooks. And that's also really simple. Just looking at things like where where's the cash coming from? Where's the cash going? How are the suppliers being handled? How are the customers being handled? And then the last thing we're going to do is look at things like your point of sale or your ERP. And so you might connect your Square account or your Shopify account. And that's a really good indicator of how cash is coming in the door. Is it consistent? Are you selling to a lot of different people or just a few different people? And just like that, what we do in the back end is we have this model, this uh, machine learning model that looks at all that data and just spits out, hey, Jeremy's qualifying for $50,000. Hey, Yaz is qualifying for $20,000. When you connect all that stuff, it happens instantly and you can use that capital that day. So that's a little bit about how the system works. Awesome. So what are, what are typical terms and like, can you kind of define the loan? Let's say, all right, cool. We went to go lendedica.com. We applied. You got my QuickBooks. You got my Shopify. You got my Bank of America login. You man, you got my unborn child. You got everything you need. Awesome. So I get this email from Lindica. Oh my God, I got a pre-approval. Cool. I go in. Do you give e-docs for like documentation to sign your loan? Are you doing a promissory note? Like, are we on like a two-year term, five-year term? Like, can you break that down for our listeners? Like, what happens after I'm pre-approved or approved? How do we close out? We, we close out right there. In fact, you don't even have to see it over an email. If you connect everything, we'll let you keep the unborn kid. Cool. When you connect everything, yeah, no problem. When you connect everything, the model does its job. And it says, hey, this business is going to qualify for this amount. Boom. It shows up on the screen. You see the terms. Most of the time, you're going to qualify for our product called Pay Later. That's going to help you pay your vendors. And it's a really great tool. Retailers use it to buy inventory. Maybe you get a quantity discount. If you buy a little bit more inventory, um, maybe you want to use it if you're a little light on cash, but you have a good price that you can get on some inventory. That's our most popular product. Now, there's a few other products that we can dig into, but you, you see the amount, you click a button, you accept it. And then as soon as you want to draw, you draw right there. It happens instantly. So oh, wow. That's insane. So, so now that we got a, a better gist of it, like what's your what's your ideal client? Is there an industry? Is there a dollar amount? Is do you have room for the little guys? I know maybe it's just the big guys, but can you kind of say, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, we're we're there for everybody. We're cheerleaders of all small businesses, we're cheerleaders of funding outside banks. Like, what's the typical like person who's going to Lindica that's a small business? Great question. We like them all. We like any type of small business, big or small. The new guys, people have been in business forever. We don't judge. Uh, here's really a big problem in, let's just call it, I mean, banking is great, but let's, you know, for a second call it banking, is that there are a lot of manual things that have to happen. You got to share docs. You got to put all this stuff together. 
takes time, it takes people. And so what the banks like to do, again, banks are great, but what the banks like to do is focus on bigger customers because they can get more fees on the bigger customers. And so what happens is the bigger loans generate bigger fees to pay for all the manual work. FinTechs, Lendica is one example. We have automated the whole process. You go in, you plug in your bank, you plug in your Square, you plug in your Shopify, and then boom, you get the loan. That happens if you're a three-month-old mom-and-pop pharmacy, all the way up to a 15-year-old chemical producer that just needs some capital to buy raw materials because the price just dropped because of some trade war. And so no matter what, whether you're a little guy, pretty big, we top out at 50 million, it's the same exact process. And so we kind of charge the same and we don't have to focus on the big one. We, we can let the technology do the talk. So that's one of the cool parts about being a fintech. Awesome. So, so like, let's talk about the stuff that people don't want to really want to talk about, like the red flags. Like, all right, we talked about the sexy. Yeah. We talked about the, the cool, the sly. Like, we got technology on our side. Like, we feel young and hip and all that. Like, awesome. But you know what? Our listeners also want to know, you gave me the good. You gave me the sexy. Now, give me the bad and the ugly. We don't want you if you want to be K's. We don't want anyone that's got derogatories or we don't want anyone that's got felonies. Like, what are some of Lindica's like, no, sorry, we don't want you. Give me the red flags. What are we, what are we really looking at here? You, yeah. you listed a couple of, um, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to break it down, which maybe the underwriting team doesn't want me to, but I think it's really interesting. So I'll give kind of the inside scoop here. So at the core what our model, what this AI machine learning model is really looking to do is we're really looking to see, one, can you pay back the loan? That's pretty obvious. And then two, we're looking to see what kind of person you are, which sounds a little bit crazy, but it turns out that you can use data to at least get a little bit of a sense. And so this is a little bit of an inside scoop. I don't want people necessarily to play around with this, but you know, if you're a listener, you want a loan. Now you know what to, to look out for. Nice. We're, we're going to look at behavior. And one of the key behaviors that we look at, especially in a loan, is we're going to look at honesty. Now, how do you tell if someone's honest? You know, one way to figure out is if they're lying to you. If someone's lying to you about one thing, guess what? Chances are they could be lying to you about a bunch of other. Now, that can be really tough. You know, they talk about the four C's of credit. Character is the last one, which is a really important one. It used to be done by sitting across the table from someone and kind of looking at the, the, eyes. the Larry David, gotcha. you know, what's going on with this guy. We're going to use technology to try to figure this one out. So here's an example of how we would do that. When you fill out the loan, we're going to ask you, what, what is your monthly revenue? And you're going to type it in. You're going to say, I'm doing $50,000. I'm doing $100,000. And for most of the people out there, all, all of your listeners, for sure, I think even Yaz would, would agree, you know, we're, we're going to toss in just whatever our monthly revenue. Some people don't do that. Some people, they might be making $50,000 a year. They're going to tell us they make $100,000 a year. They're a little bit, a little bit loose on that. Now, because what Lenica does is we get all this data, we're able to tell pretty quick, hey, this is a $50,000 business or this is a $100,000 business. Turns out if you're going to lie to us about what's your monthly revenue compared to what we actually know, you know, we got the bank, we got QuickBooks, we know how much you're making. 
you're going to lie about that. Turns out you're going to lie about a whole lot more and you're not a really good credit bet. And so we would much rather lend to someone who says they make $50,000, they actually make $50,000, than someone who says they make 200000 and they actually make $100,000. we are we are more likely to pick the honest person, even though the dishonest person makes more money. And so that's a little bit of the behind the scenes, kind of the inside track on one of the many things that we look at in this fintech model. Gotcha. So would you say the the ultimate red flag is like the display of lack of character, like this proof? I would say that's one of them. Yeah. I mean, character, you talk about the four C's. Well, in post-production, fill out the rest of the three because I don't remember. But the the fourth one of character, that that's a big part of it. Now, there are other things too, you know, how many NSX, you know, non-sufficient funds are happening every month. If you're overextending yourself, that's going to be tough for a lender to come in and say, hey, I, I want to help you out. Even though, you know, some of those businesses do really need the cash, we're looking for good operators. We want people to say, hey, it looks like we're a little bit tight right now. Let's curl back or, or curb back or, or curl back, whatever that means on some of these expenses. Let, let's keep that bank balance you know, above zero. So that, that's another thing. If, if things are dipping below zero, that makes yeah. the model a little bit, dance a little bit, maybe those increase the rates. Cool. So if I had to like basically kind of digest it all for our, our, our viewing audience and the listening audience, yeah. have good credit, say what you're going to do, make sure you're not overdrafted, make sure that your bank account's healthy, make sure your QuickBooks is up to date, Make sure your Shopify store is plugged in. And then if you need the money, you don't want to go through the minutia of the paperwork. You want to wham, bam, boom. QuickBooks, Shopify, Bank of America, any payables, boom, it's there. So we're talking instant gratification for people who tell the truth. That's exactly right. There's another one. This I think this is another fun one. It should be one of these obvious ones, but you know, sometimes you see it too. How do you spend your money? That's your business. That's your, cool. you do whatever you want to do. Spend it however you want. If you want a lender to get involved, just remember, they're now going to see a lot of the stuff that you're doing. Is that creepy? Maybe. That's a little bit of a personal thing. But that lender wants to know, again, character. Am I giving this person money and I think that they're going to pay me back? So here's some of the other stuff that we'll see. From time to time. Here in Boston, the local listeners, about a year ago, this casino, Encore, just opened up. And what we saw, especially over the last year, is on the business bank accounts, there was a lot of money being spent at things like a casino. Sometimes we'll see a lot of money spent. For example, a business is located in Spokane. What is it? Spokane, Washington. Yep. And there might be a Spokane, Illinois, Spokane, anywhere. Yeah. And we'll see a lot of transactions from the Mandolin or Mandarin, any of the hotels on the, on the strip. And so in Vegas. And so that's another example. Again, people should go have a good time. I hear great things about Encore, go and rip it up. But those personal expenses are meant to be personal expenses and business expenses are meant to be business expenses. And so sometimes when you put those business expenses, you kind of mix them. It gives the lender a little bit of a pause. They say, well, wh where is this money really going to? And so that would be a piece of advice. Do, do the thing. Go to Vegas, go to Encore, have fun, but make sure that when you're doing it, do it out of your personal account. So uh, then, because lenders, 
they they can see that stuff and that gives them a little bit of pause. So Jerry, it's funny you bring that point up. So let's just say you have a sole proprietor that is yeah. just wanting to come to you like, I don't know, blah, 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 DBA, blah, blah, blah. It's a sole proprietor, whatever. I they, think we funded them. Yeah. Cool. So is there is there like a hesitation if the sole proprietor has the same bank account as their personal in the business, but they're running everything through there. So like they, they clearly didn't know how to separate church and state, right? Bingo. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll, we'll absolutely fund sole proprietors. It's a great way to do it. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're going out on your own. We love to support entrepreneurs. Key there, create a personal account, create a business account, do the business stuff out of the LLC, go have fun, do it out of the personal. And I think that the people that do that are going to have a much better chance of getting a loan, especially from a fintech lender and, and probably a bank lender too. So yeah, that, I think that's a pretty, pretty good piece of advice right there. So Coffee and Capital listeners today, Lindica yeah. is definitely an alternative in this space. If you're just tired of the minutia of paperwork, the runaround, the doc heavy, like, would you say that people love fintech because they know where they stand instantaneously? I think that's one of the big pluses is that they love just knowing right away, do I get a loan? Do I not get a loan? What's the price? And I think that there's downside to fintech too. It's like, it's like, I think one, it's like speed dating, right? It, it feels like speed dating, right? Like, do you like me or not? Like, boom. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Are you swiping left or right? right. Cool. And, and that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. The problem, I think, happens when you end up swiping right and you like the person and you give them a loan and you, you want to figure out, is this lender just a flash of the pan or are they sticking around for a long time? And that's one of the big issues that we found in fintech is you get to know someone, we can switch the analogy away from dating. You get to know a lender and then because of the way that it works, I'm going to call it the back end, the way that the funding works, a lot of these fintech lenders aren't really built to last. And so that can happen. I mean, that's one of the things that I think the coffee capital listeners should really be cognizant of is, you know, is this fintech cool flash in the pan, bam, get a, get a loan, great rate, whatever. Uh, but when I really need the capital, are they still going to be there? Or is it going to you know, fizzle out with a bumpy ride? And that's, a different story that that's where like you really have to kind of understand what's happening behind the scenes. So Jerry, we got time for like a couple more thoughts and points and then I kind of want to sum it up. So cool. we, we talked about the good, the bads, we talked about the red flags, NSFs. We talked about how it works and get funded, but I think we forgot to address the point. Like, are you a lender where you're going to subordinate to banks on it? Do you file UCCs? Like, how once someone gets Lindica's money, they are a client. They took the loan out. They got to the finish line. Boom. You like them. You're funding them. Where do you sit in comparison to other debt that they might have, such as a, a business mortgage, a term loan with a bank, like an SBA EIDL COVID loan? Like where is Lindica's debt sitting? Good question. Most of Lindica's debt is unsecured. And so it's going to be basically sitting first position 
but all of the assets that are secured, it's subordinate, it's underneath that. And so yeah. when you get a loan, you're really getting a promise to pay back. Now, in some cases, inventory will be the collateral it's secured by that. In some cases, it's secured by accounts receivable or invoices. But primarily speaking, it's an unsecured loan that's being funded from Lendica's balance sheet. Awesome. So yeah. the last question is, is like, why should the listeners or any listener in general, why Lendica? What separates Lendica in the fintech world from other people? Like, I know it, man. You got to sell it to me. Like, y'all's brand promise is insane. Like, the customer service is awesome. Like, we're talking about, like, Trustpilot, like, five-star reviews. Like, I get it. But, like, from the horse's mouth, why do people want to borrow from Lendica? It's very simple. It's instant, affordable capital. Mm. That's what we, that's our bread and butter. Instant and affordable Capital. And here's, here's the thing, is that a lot of fintechs can do instant. A lot of them can at least try because there's a lot of data out there, a lot of smart people. The problem is that affordable piece. A lot mm-hmm. of people will do a quick loan and they're trading off. Hey, I can get this tomorrow. It's like a payday loan. I can get it tomorrow, but ooh, it's expensive. It's going to hurt. Or I can wait and try to get a bank. They All gave, right, they gave their unborn child. They gave their unborn child. Yeah, that, I mean, they gave unborn twins to, twins. Those, to those guys. Got it. Yeah. But over here, hey, I can wait a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I need the capital, but it's cheaper. But that's really where Lendica sits. We're instant and affordable capital. So I think that's what separates us in the fintech space. Got it. So that being said, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Just to sum it up. Anyone that's interested in the loan that makes sense, Jared, they can go to golindica.com and apply now. Instant gratification. Do you like me or do you like me not? QuickBooks, Spotify, Plaid, any of these plugins, no paperwork, yes or no, loan now, right? Bingo. Well said. Awesome. Hey, it's been a lot of fun coming on, man. Thanks for having me. If you like what you heard, please check out the coffee in capitaltalk.com. Please be sure to subscribe. Thanks. <laughs>